Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning. It is 7 o'clock here on a Saturday here on WGR Sports Radio 550. It is T to Green, your local spot for golf talk every Saturday here in western New York. This week we are in Akron at the Lynx at Ivy Ridge. And we're out on the patio here getting a great view of the 9th and the 18th and the practice green as we welcome you in here on WGR. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Metis. Lots to get to here over the course of the next hour. We're only two shows to go here in our season. It's the last week of the PGA Tour season, the FedEx Cup playoffs wrapping up this week with the Tour Championship. We'll have a lot on that here coming up and a lot of good nuggets coming out. Uh, at East Lake this week, and uh, we'll discuss quite a few of them. We'll get our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, our Absolute Care Check of the Champions Tour, and uh, lots, lots more, and also more information on our Tee to Green Club giveaway. But let's say good morning here to our panel. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Great to be out here. I can't believe I haven't played here this year. Uh, this place is no awesome. Can. Yeah. <laughs> good point, Jeff. That's right. We were talking the math the just says it's really impossible <laughs> yeah. that you wow, have it. Man. <laughs> man, you know what? Listen, this show requires research. I, my job requires you, research. And you work harder than anybody else. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Well, I know people work harder than me, but yes. what's really cool here as we sit in the patio between the ninth and 18th greens, uh, there's a, a pond um, that separates them, and you see the, the fog just yeah. gently rolling yeah. a, a, across here. Really cool. Beautiful early autumnal feel to it, the air. Yes. I yes. uh, see all, this is the term dew sweepers came from. Yeah, all the early players. And, uh, yeah, beautiful morning, nice patio. It's just a great day to play golf. Yeah, and aesthetically in terms of just the eyes here, you get to see a lot of the golf course, Kevin. That's something that yeah. I know that – even the trend in people now when they're changing golf courses or updating or doing things like the more of the golf course you can see, a lot of people like that look, and we get to see quite a bit here from the patio. Well, you know, what else is great is, you know, the name uh, describes the golf course. Uh, it is um, mostly links. There are some Parkland-style holes in here, but it's got that linksy you know, look and feel with the dunes. Anybody who's been over uh, to Ireland, been over to Scotland to play, yeah. uh, it has this kind of look, uh, little rolling mounds with the fescue on it that's grown up here. I remember when they very, when they first opened. Was it how long have they been open? It's oh, a relatively new facility. He said is it close to 90s? Years? Like mid 90s it opened up, yeah. right? Yeah, I want to say yeah. close to 50 it may, it may be 20 now. Yeah. Um Gary Battistone and I played here the first day they opened and the winds were like 30 miles per hour. 
It was it's a tough, was tough place to play. Oh when my! It's windy. The first the the first tee shot, and they they've since flipped the nines, but it was dead into a wind, and I just could get my how do I hit this shot? <laughs> you know, hit it and well. It, yeah, yeah. Just, just nice and low to, to get it up there, and it, it was it was a great. This golf course, and, and that's the beauty of the wind, uh, gives you the experience to play. And one of my favorite things we we did here, and we did this for television, the TD Green television show, many years, probably ten years ago, we did this. We went out to uh, what is hole eight and hundred balls. The par, par three. three. Yep. Pin was in front. It's got two tiers in the green. Just want to see. All right, you How know, hundred shots. Can you get a hole in one? I hope you uh, fix those ball marks. How close? I'm sure, the greenskeepers appreciate all those marks. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the way we did it, I yeah. didn't just bang a hundred in a row. Right. Uh-huh. You know, we did twenty. You know, go Clean get them, come back. You know, pick them up. But it was. A fun thing to do. It was hard because you know you're missing. So now you're trying different things. You're not, you know, oh that didn't work. I'm gonna try this swing, that swing. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And it, they they were cool enough to let me do it too. They said, yeah, okay, that's fine. You know, just fix the ball marks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't hit. By the way, I didn't hit the green a hundred times. What? Yeah, I know. Isn't that incredible? Know. That, was, that was a long time ago. Now you would. No, it's, now you would. I, I think. It, no, I probably wouldn't. I think as you described it, it's it's unique to Western New York. I mean, obviously, it's for those of us that uh, don't play maybe as much in the southern tier or the southern places. Mm-hmm. Like this is, it's pretty flat, and uh, this this course has those subtle ridges and hills and mounds and everything that I think uh, give you some different looks. And you can I, see a long way here too. Yeah, yeah. So like because the trees aren't separating all the holes, you can see, and, and that's why you get a lot of wind too. Yeah. Well, well let's be honest. So what what they did. Um, you know, prior to links at Ivy Ridge um, and a couple of courses that are out this way, Glen Oak was the premier public golf course. Still to play. is. Still is. I was going to get there, <laughs> Jeff. But, um, you know, if you want to, if you didn't belong to a club and you wanted to play a upper echelon public facility, yep. it was Glen Oak, right? Um, other than that, you play municipals, and you know they do a fine job at Elma Meadows, Sheridan. But Glen Oak was a, a, a different category; it was on par with private clubs. So if you didn't go to Glen Oak, you had to go over the you know bridge mm-hmm. and yep. go play in Canada. And the exchange rate, a lot of us would do it. I used to go uh, go play a lot in Canada uh, when. Uh, Legends came on board yep. and, and Thundering Waters, right? And there was a big boom in the 90s. Everybody yeah. was building Grand golf Niagara courses. Grand Niagara was yep. another one that got yes. built. Yeah. And then, yeah, late 90s, right? There yeah. was, uh, you know. Tiger. Uh, tiger Help. boom, right. This, <laughs> yeah. this happened in Charlotte, too, North Carolina when I lived there, too. And the first year, it was expensive to play all of them. Then they had so many courses, yep. um, it, it weeded out and, and reduced prices. That's probably happened a little bit here. We're, we're feeling, I think, with some compression in the market. Uh, with golf and with public, but what I want to say is, if you're playing a, if you're don't belong to a club and you play public facilities, Glen Oak is still one of the premier golf courses to play. Period. Uh, here, did I get that right, Jeff? You, you texted me. You can go say. on and on, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> I heard the director of golf over there is pretty good. Yeah, yeah he's okay. Yeah. Good um, looking. The uh, that's why we're on radio. <laughs> you know, Glen Oak's still there. Here. And what? I mean, Harvest maybe in maybe. Orchard Park? Hickory yep. Stick. Yeah, Stick up in Lewiston. Yep. You know, yep. I, I'd say, you know, you four are in a category uh, apart from other ones. I'm not trying to, t- I'm not, what I'm not trying oh, to I take agree. away from other public facilities, but 
like the feel. But like you get treated like you, you're at a private club when you come. Right, and right. there's different markets for different golfers, too. Yes. Not everybody wants that experience. Some people want to go to Oakwood and just walk around and play a short course for sure. nine holes, you right. know. So, um, And that's what's nice about what we have in our market. And it does – it kind of – creates itself after a while you know you, you find your niche in the industry and they've got a nice niche out here at ivy ridge he does a nice job it's a nice facility uh it is pretty up here man you yeah. drive up that entrance and his building it's uh it's got a lot of nice stuff yeah and i mean uh, there's to me i feel like you get the some nice highs and lows in this round to i was telling jeff coming in i said the greens are a little bigger here than maybe at other facilities you hit a lot of greens so you feel good but I said, don't look at maybe somebody how many three putts maybe I had more. So sometimes well, too, because right. there there are some times where you're putting. Kevin might be over a hundred feet sometimes. Yeah. Well, so you know, let's look at uh, this is nine now, right? To my right, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it used to be eighteen. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes it yes. used to be eighteen. Now it's nine. And you look at that. That's a back right pin. That's so from the fairway on the top of the hill there. You're looking down. All you see is bunker and flagstick, right? Yeah. There's there's water behind. So if you go for the front of the green, you're right. You've got a easily a seventy footer. But I, <laughs> but this is a this is a place more so than maybe others where the pin placement sheet and keeping track yes. of your yardage and things like that. You know, well it might be one forty to the green. Well, the pins in the back. You know, that's to the center. Okay, well, maybe I really have, like, 155. Like, it could be oh, a, yeah, a change of a club diff. or two or something like that. Easy. And then people. if you have the wind, you can have some serious changes in club selection from 150 yards, you yeah. know, the, from the 150-yard post there. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. It, you know, it, the other thing that's kind of cool is Don uh, Nichols, he, he did, did himself, right? You know, him and his family. And with Jim Fisk, who uh, the general manager runs the play. But – they moved the dirt. They designed oh, it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that so cool. it's pretty cool, yeah. right? I mean, it, it, it took, you know, a, kind of a passion project that uh, turned into uh, this fabulous golf course. Really neat. No doubt. Seven ten near the time on T to Green on WGR. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. So, yeah, we're happy to be here at the Links at Ivy Ridge here today. Beautiful place. Some people are already off and playing, and I'm sure it'll be busy here on another gorgeous Saturday. The, the weather has just been phenomenal for golf. I know there's been, you know, a few raindrops uh, with a couple of quick storms here and there, but, I mean, the courses are in just are in great shape now with how the weather's been over the summer and the, yep. and the rain, Jeff. I know you always say getting a little rain here and there is helpful. I know you don't want it maybe to dump at the rate it did, but, I mean, sometimes in late August like this, almost every course is burnt out. But I, I think, I mean, the courses that I've been playing are in, are in beautiful shape. I was at Tantara yesterday, and uh, uh, the course there is in phenomenal shape. And I think that echoes a lot. And, and again, let's let's give credit. The Supers have been working hard, but they I think a lot of these courses now are in, are in tip-top shape. They are, and unfortunately now it becomes airification season because you've put so much strain, you know, with Glen Oak, we're doing a lot of rounds every day, all that compaction. You're getting ready to airify. I know a lot of the private clubs have already yeah. airified. They did Monday. Uh, uh, yeah, Easter or uh, they punched Monday on their greens. At Craig Burn, Play Thursday, yeah. Nope. The, um, right. But the nice thing is this time of year, this is great grass growing weather when it's cool at night like this and sunny during the day, so they'll come back quickly. And that's why the horses are in great shape. You start to get these cooler nights. It's good for the grasses. Um, it's easier to control things. Um, when, when do you decide to airify? When, when do you decide? Yeah, like, so, like, I, I know, um, like I said, so Drew Thompson out of East Aurora, mm -hmm. uh, they did it on Monday. And I, I kind of played there Thursday, and it was in excellent shape. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you, you could tell, but, you, you know, they yeah. still rolled pretty true. Um, 
I know other clubs and other spots are waiting until we get a little bit into September. Yeah, it's a financial decision. It's a golf decision. You usually put that on your calendar early in the season. This is the optimum time. Late late August is the optimum time to do it because you get 100% healing. Because once you do that, now that grass has time to grow. So you get that great fall golf when the greens are healed completely. You can still do that through September and have that achieved. But this is the optimum time. That's why you see a lot of private clubs do it. Public facilities, hey, you're giving up a week of revenue right now in a prime season right before kids go back to school and things start to slow down, so you wait a little longer. Um, but you still get good results. Most places, you'd want to air fry twice a year, ideally, um, to keep that thatch layer down. So most places just do it once or so, and then they, there's other options now in the market, in the industry. As a matter of fact, I went to Craigburn this week to check out. They had a, a new system that they used to, to get to their top layer firmed up at the at Craigburn, as if the, they need that, yeah. Yeah, but, they have machines now that do it. Instead right. of those sandals with the spikes on yeah, it. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a machine that injects uh, sand into your into your surface with water, and it leaves very little uh, little damage. Oh. Um, it's yeah, pretty, the damage. Neat. I remember. I mean, just what a decade ago, the airification machines made big big holes. Well, you still do that because you want to. But th- some of them now, I feel like they're they're a little more pinhole size. Well, there's different types Dips of verification. Type. Yeah, you still okay. want to pull cores once a year. You want at least once a year. You want to get that core out of there. The big holes you're talking about. Yeah. There's also solid tining where you just take it's like a pin or a pen and you jam it in. Yeah. There's bayonets yeah. that look like a bayonet, and then yeah. there's the sand injection systems. There's multiple multiple ways, and they serve different purposes depending on what your greens need. You know, some people we need to get rid of thatch. Some people need to firm it up. You know, whatever it is you need to do to to help your putting surfaces. And there's a lot of stress on there. Is all that everything going on with uh, with the grass? So you you need to do it to relieve the grass a little bit and give it some some room to grow, if it makes sense. Yeah. When I lived in North Carolina, we had to do that to our yards. Oh. And, and remember the first time, you know, guys come around, hey, air fry your. I'm going to me air fry your. You do it to greens. He's like, well, no, we do it. You're, he goes, you must be a Yankee, because <laughs> down here we have to do it. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. And I talked to a neighbor, and they're like. Yeah, no, you need to do it down here because of the clay or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, like, okay, sure. Yeah. So, but it, yeah, it has to be done. It's, you know, it's a necessary evil of the golf industry. But, uh, yeah, it's it's usually later in the season. It's kind of the portends of the fall coming, though, well, which is a good sign. And I, I always think that's one of the great, you know, uh, it's one of the musts of a golf course. Your mm-hmm. greens have to be excellent, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you've got to have great greens in good shape, right? The I mean, playing surfaces. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, obviously the rest of the golf course, but, you know, if you had to pay attention, one thing, you want to keep your greens. And they're the most uh, labor-intensive and cost, you know, it's not. They're, it's they're not expensive, cheap. right? They're expensive, yeah. yeah. I always tell the juniors, yay. A lot of people think it's fake grass, you know, when they first come to a golf course because they're so nice. And you explain, hey, if you damage this, that's that lasts for a long time. So, uh they, it, it is how people judge your facility, basically, because that's, you know, if you're rolling the ball and it's bouncing and it's slow and it's, you know, they're not pleasing to look at, that's how people judge your facility. That's right. T.D. Green here on WGR at the Links at Ivy Ridge. We're happy to be with us here today. T.D. Green presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Michelob Ultra Custom Turf. Speaking of Custom Turf, we'll speak with Steve Beatty, Beatty from uh, Custom Turf next week. And our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara and Briarwood. Uh, we'll get our Western Europe PGA Tip of the Week here coming up in just a moment. I just Got something made, before yeah, we do I FedEx just, Cup playoff stuff? Uh, yeah, our okay. uh, our TD Green Challenge today after the show is going to be from the patio over here to the ninth green. Ninth green. 
that whole wedges. location. I'm sure those people that are uh, playing the early front nine right now will appreciate that. <laughs> they, listen, all for uh, good content. That's They'll right. For, you know, it is for, for good it. content. Look at the sun now coming in. It looks beautiful. Yeah, and I'll remind you, I, I have the lead. Which is why I'm surprised that you're you're interested in not holding the lead by not playing. But right. but Kevin, any uh, any I guess I should say any true competitor, you don't you yes. don't mind playing it. I'm looking to pad the lead here. That's uh, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm like Brooks Kepka. I hey, look okay. You're gonna put the hammer. All down right, now. perfect Bring segue here. But I'm not gonna pose nude for today's shoot. No, the, uh, <laughs> the listen there. The social media rumors this week about the tea to green version of the body issue coming out. Yeah. We're we're here to diffuse that. It's not gonna happen. Well, we, not till 2021. <laughs> we have the block. Bobby issue, not the body issue. <laughs> That's right. Which, you know, did you see all these photos of Kepka? Like, I did, unfortunately. So, some yeah. of them, yes. Some <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you can't unsee it. Yes. That's right. Now, listen, uh, believe me, yes, we'd all like to look like Brooks Kepka, and uh, I'd rather play like Brooks Kepka than look like Brooks Kepka. Me too. But whatever. Yes. Um, yeah, overall, and I get it. If I look like Brooks Kepka, I'd walk around nude too. All right? <laughs> I'm just, j- but anyhow, um, remember Greg Norman did it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that was embarrassing. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was awkward. Well, in, in one sense, it was. A, he's wearing the shark, you know, signature yeah. cap. That to me was goofy. However, when I looked at, it, I'm like, geez, I, I wish I looked like that now. And Norman was sixty, like yeah. he's ripped for a sixty-year-old, right? Know. But you, you look at some of these Kepka shots, and I'm just like, like really, we got to see his bare ass hitting out of a bunker, right? I mean, that was just, like, yeah. I, like. I, yeah, the problem is yeah, people you, you, emulate him, you know, because right. he's a superstar. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I get what they they're doing, you know, like to show the the muscular. I mean, they, they're, these athletes, their bodies are works of art. They, you know, you think back when, uh, you know, art, little art history here, right? You know, statue David. It's all about you know, the right. human body, the human form, capturing it, and and I think that's what they're doing. And these are some of the the best in shape bodies in the world that they put right. in the ESPN body issue. When I see him right. in his Nike shirt, though, I can see his arms are jacked. I don't need him to take his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, good transition here. We digress. Let's, let's talk a little FedEx Cup playoffs here. Kepka just doing what he does, playing great, 67-67. He's in the lead uh, at the Tour Championship. Uh, just I put out a video on Tuesday, by the way, or on, I'm sorry, on Thursday, just kind of explaining. I know the format this year is different. Here's the quick version for those of you who just maybe maybe you'll tune in this weekend to the Tour Championship. It's the final event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. They're down to the final 30. But it's a different format than in previous years. Uh, Justin Thomas came into the week first in points. So what they did was, instead of having him have a certain number of points, they just adjusted his score, kind of like a handicap. So they put Thomas at minus 10 to start the week since he was in first. Patrick Cantlay came into the week in second. They put him at minus 8. Kepka came into the week third in points. They put him at minus seven and so forth, all the way down to the guys that were in 30th. They started the tournament at even. So a lot of research has been done over years of the tournaments in terms of just, you know, where was the appropriate gap to put everybody at, uh, the, the gap from first to last. And uh, Thomas started the week in the lead, but right now it's Kepka who's in the lead at 13 under par. I'll run through the full leaderboard in, in a little bit here when we get our PGA it's a good uh, leaderboard. Tour leaderboard. But it's great. The top three right now, Kepka 13 under, Thomas and McElroy at 12 under. So we're going to have a phenomenal yeah, what else do you want? weekend here. You've got yeah. Kepka, oh, Thomas, want McElroy. Tiger. That's what they There's, want. Yeah, no Tiger, no Phil, no Jordan Spieth. So some of the bigger names aren't there. But, I mean, th- those are three of the biggest names in the world right now at the top. 
and uh, it should shape up for an outstanding weekend here with $15 million top prize. So if I understand it correctly, the winner gets $15 million. Yes. Yes. $15 million bonus. Right. In an annuity. In addition to whatever the tournament pays out. Yes. Imagine a four-footer for $15 million. I know. How about second place? Oh, you lost, but you got a $5 million bonus. You lose $10 million. Or you can can win five. Right now, Lucas Glover (laughs) can just go hack it around, and he'll get half a million. For finishing last, right? That's yeah. for finishing thirtieth in the 30th. in the event. Yeah, yes. making it to the final. Because that's where he is yes. right now. He's plus eight. He's he's looks like he's on his way to finishing in thirtieth. Yeah, out of the guys had a great year. I'm sure he's very. You know, he started even. He just he's had two eh, rounds. But the way they worked it out, these are the best players. These have been the most exciting players this year. They well, no, has been I'll, the best. I'll, I'll uh, let me d- disagree with that real okay. quick. Because what they've done is. They have made it. They've made the playoffs. It's been so, playoff heavy, I think. Well, yeah, but they want to emulate other sports. This okay? is NASCAR based. This right? is a little. Let me. T- this is a little behind this behind the curtain here. They, you know, they wanted to do what other sports do and emulate what you have in the playoffs. So you certainly have the best teams each year in football. They win their divisions, right? So let's say those are they major. get their buys. They get their home games. Yeah. Well, yeah, they might get a buy, or they might have to play a Walker team, and they can get beat. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs. That's the whole point of the playoffs. So people are complaining, well, why aren't Tiger and Shane Lowry in here? They each won majors. It's not how it works. By winning majors, they helped accumulate points to get into the playoffs, to get into the postseason. Yep. They didn't win every game and win every tournament. And they got in there, and they essentially got beat. Didn't make the championship. Didn't make the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, a chance to win that. And, that, you know, Billy Horschel, I, I thought, was great on social media. This is a guy who won the FedEx Cup, yep. and he just said, hey, for those who want to see Tiger and Shane Lowry, the, the answer is simple. It's the same answer for me. Play better. Yep. It's the playoffs. Anything can happen, and that's what they've created. So I, I think that's the, uh, I, I think 17-0 good. Patriots that lost to the Giants in the Super right. Bowl, right? They didn't win it that year. So you look at a guy, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, the, guy, the guys who won the first two playoff events. They didn't win this year. Mm. Justin Thomas had an injury but came back from injury, and all of a sudden he's got a chance to – to win the Tour Championship and the, and the FedEx Cup. I do like the format, though. I do think that you earn something in the final event by playing good in the playoffs and playing good all year. You, know, yes. you accrue those points. And I think if you'd asked them three or four weeks ago, if your top three going into the weekend were these oh, yeah. three, I think the yeah. PGA Tour would have been pretty darn happy. Now, the only thing, Rory McIlroy had us, you know, he's actually, um, he and Brooks Kepka are great for golf and comments for golf. Like, yep. you know, they're, they're embracing the roles, top players, and, and um, not afraid to uh, make comments. And Rory's comment was, you know, is this the best thing? Well, may, maybe major winners ought to get 1,000 points instead of 600. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they're weighted that, why are they weighted just 100 points more than, oh, uh, tweak it, you know, right? than the Wells Fargo Championship, for example? So, you know, I, 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 and you know what, Jay Monahan, the commissioner, he is receptive to what players have to say. He's about an innovative it. thinker. They'll, they'll yeah. tinker with it again. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have a players' council. They'll look at it. Um, Jordan Spieth has been on that council. He's a guy who you know hasn't made it to the Tour Championship two years in a row. So I, I'm sure they'll look at it and say, okay, you know what, you've got a decent point there where uh, the majors, yeah, perhaps they're worth much more yeah, than just 100 points more. They'll tinker with it. I'm sure, but. I think the two major reasons that they did this, A, to help the golfer on the course and probably just more importantly, even the viewer, know where everybody stands. The confusing point system of, okay, this guy's now here. Well, what does that mean in terms of the points? Where does that, you know, they're on the course. They don't know that. Now 
the viewer, just as, as important, knows where everybody stands. And twofold, I think, yes, it was exciting that Tiger won last year. But they want the winner of this event to win the FedEx Cup playoffs. Correct. They don't want last – if you remember last year, Tiger won the Tour Championship, and that was a storyline in itself. Um, but Justin Rose quietly won the FedEx Cup playoffs and the and the, that last year, $10 million prize. So they want it to be the guy that wins at the end – they can roll out the big check and the big trophy, too, and yeah, because, not have, quote, two winners. Well, yeah. you look at it, yeah, Tiger was the story last year. The tournament, you know, okay, here's the tournament winner. Yeah. And then, oh, hey, by the way, uh, here's a FedEx Cup. No, the, the, and, and that's the way it should be. And, and what they've also created is everybody who went in to the tournament, the top 30, you have a chance to win. Granted, you know, Jeff had a, Jeff's 10 under par. Uh, you, know, you know, Justin Thomas is 10 under par going into it, and Lucas Glover's got to play better than Thomas. Thomas has got to come back a bit. But at least you know. Right. Everybody knows. Where is the old system be like, okay, well, if you're 30th, um, the, the leader, um, Justin Rose, has to finish 20th, and you've got to – the three other guys got to finish in the bottom 10. It, it, was, it was tough. But look at if you're 30th, you're probably happy you made it. And if you say, look, the guy that's – now one, you got to try to gain two and a half strokes around on him over four days. That makes up the ten right there. Like that doesn't seem horrendous. Like it's a tall task. There's no doubt. But the guy that's in first has obviously earned that position too. But it's not. It, it's it's not impossible. It's not like two rounds or one round. It's four rounds. So I mean, Correct. The opportunity is there. Is it likely? Not really. But you're in thirtieth. So you know, I I think that they've got it set up. I think the scoring is pretty good. Um, I think you're right. I think maybe they'll tinker with the, the point system going in, so maybe different players will end up being in. But nevertheless, here, let's take a break. More on the FedEx Cup playoffs when we return. We'll get our Western PGA Tip of the Week. Also, for all of you listening, all of you that are listening, I'm sure you're golfers. Think about this going to break. Brooks Kepka was asked about playing a random fan this week. <laughs> Over four rounds at Eastlake, how many strokes would you need to beat Kepka? He said a 15 handicap. He gave, right? yeah, 15 handicap. But whatever your handicap is, think about how many strokes you would need against Kepka over four rounds at Eastlake. Remember, you're playing the tips. Yeah, and it's right? Eastlake. Yeah. Calculate that. We'll talk about that when we return. Also, Tiger on what he does on the driving range. And more good stuff from Phil Mickelson on social media. <laughs> he, every day, he is so good. More coming up. We're happy to be at the Lynx at Ivy Ridge. The sun is out. Beautiful setting here on the patio. With PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel, Derek Kramer producing back in her studio. More Tita Green from the Lynx at Ivy Ridge right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, brought to you by Encore Golf, Buffalo's Golf Ball, and by Donald Ross, the world's finest golf apparel, and by New Era Golf, headwear engineered to perform that never sacrifices style. If you were to grab a random fan out of the stand on the first tee, under this new format, they're playing Brooks Kafka over 72 holes, how many strokes would they do? <laughs> They'll need a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, man, do you figure maybe the average guy was a 15 handicap? Um, you figure ooh, uh, 75 maybe? I think that would be a, probably about the right number. Uh, this golf course isn't easy. There's a lot of water you put in the rough. Uh, it's You can make some numbers. Yeah, if you went out the first day and shot 62 on them, I think they'd be pretty nervous. Um, it'd be interesting to see how uh, how quickly that dwindled down. All right, there's Brooks Kepka. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna if you're a 15 handicap listening, Kepka's giving you 75 strokes. I'm betting on Kepka. Yeah, it's not enough. No, no. I can tell you that right now. It's not nearly enough. He's got to be a plus seven or a plus eight. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think at one point this summer he was a plus seven or plus eight when I saw that they'll have his handicaps. So you're a 15 handicap. You play him 18 holes, that's, eight shots. That's a, is 23 that's, shot difference right, right there. Times four rounds. Yeah. So. It should He's be in the 90s. hundred. If if you said take a 15 handicap, 100 strokes versus Kepka, I'm still betting Kepka because yes. the 15 handicap doesn't play 15, from those tees right. nope. that they're playing at there, doesn't putt on those greens, doesn't maybe have to play every single lie the way it is. Like it's just I, I, I'm still with 100 strokes would, would take Kepka over the 15 handicap. I tell you, I would need 80. I'm a seven handicap right, right yeah. now. I would need 85 against Kepka to have a chance. You're like, 85, that sounds ridiculous. But I'm going to tell you why. I've played two courses from the tips uh, that PGA Tour events have been played at. One was Oak I played Oak Hill from the tips once. Many years ago, my handicap was 10 at the time. I shot 91 from the tips. Oak Hill, that rough. Let's go to a tour course. uh, You know, but actually, the way East Lake set up, it's set up, you know, the rough. I played Kapalua the day after the Tournament of Champions this year, this past year. And I shot 91 from the tips, 7,500 yards. Yeah. And, and, like, and, and I was like, and I was happy because you're right. This, the lines are different. The distances are different. You're the pressure playing Kepka. Yeah, yeah 50 handicap. And, 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 I, and I was factoring uh, 85. I'm, I'm figuring he's shooting 200 par every day. Right. He's, he might shoot a 65. Correct. There's going to be a round in there where he does shoot a 65. Yeah, I mean, 100 strokes against the 15 handicap. I'm still betting Kepka every time. And there's, you said there's pressure. You're not used to the conditions these guys are playing under. I mean, you're going to be hitting first every time. Oh. Right? You're oh. hitting first You might every be hitting time. second sometimes. <laughs> you might be hitting your second shot before he hits oh, Especially a 15. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, right. And then and it gets complicated once you get near the greens. Yeah. That, the greens are firmer, faster, hard. You know, it's. Those four footers are a lot harder when the greens are rolling at 12 yeah. and a half That's right. um, than they are at I, nine or 10. I played around with Dudley Hart once uh, over at CCB. And we, we filmed it. This was for TV. I said, can we do it? And uh, we, we, it, it was night and day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it just it was just like to, to play with a tour player and see what they do. Hey, go play with your club pro. Yeah. And see how well they hit the golf ball. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think Dudley averaged like sixty six at CCB. This yeah, summer or something I heard. Something yeah, crazy like that. And Last he's shot. 
and he's struggling on the senior yeah, tour. Yeah. Last year I he shot sixty nine the day we played Jeff, and, I, and it was know, a bad day. I guarantee. Yeah, it. yeah. He, you know, you could tell he wasn't on. Yeah. Yeah. Last year at the um, the Peak and Peak Pro Am when I played with Sebastian yes. Munoz, who now is on right. the PGA Tour and has made it another year. Congrats to him, but. I mean, you're right. Like, just playing with him, I'm like, this guy is phenomenal. But and you he, weren't playing the same tees either. No, no, no. Right. You're right. He yeah. was at the tips. We moved up. Right. And look at Munoz now is a fringe PGA Tour player, but he made it again. But think about that. I mean, yeah. again, he's not even at Kepka level still. If you if – you, this a really good follow is at Monday Q uh, on, on Twitter, and they'll give you all the stats and numbers of these guys. They show scores of guys who don't shoot above 67 in a Monday qualifier. You can't make yeah. it. And no. you, you can't get through a Monday qualifier. You know, it's just, you can shoot 12 67s in a row and be 50th. On, you know, it's, I know. It's, yeah. I wanted to mention at our leaderboard, uh, Donald Ross, just their Vegas show, they have pants coming out next year. Oh, That's going to be life-changing. That's all I'm going to say. For our show apparel. <laughs> yes, I, I think T to green logo pants. I'm ready. Ooh. Okay. The green, the, I'm excited. For our green and blue color scheme, I like it. I'm kind of a khaki guy. Yeah, I can mask well, my We could probably get you. You are a khaki guy for sure. <laughs> I agree. You're, more, you're, you're like uh, 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 Jim Harbaugh khaki guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I'm a, I'm Jim a, Harbaugh's making... $10 million a year coaching, but he's buying the Dockers at Walmart, right? <laughs> yes. I'm not wearing Dockers. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have, you have a great golf professional chance. That's yeah. right. All right, our uh, PGA Tour year. leaderboard. It's the final event of the season, the Tour Championship. Brooks Kepka, we've obviously talked quite a bit about him. He's your leader going into the weekend at 13 under par. Uh, he'll be paired with Justin Thomas in the final group today at 320. Thomas is one shot back at minus 12. Rory McIlroy and Xander Shoffley are uh, in the second last group, McElroy, one off the lead at minus 12, Shoffley at minus 11. What a great top group there. Kepka, Thomas, McElroy, Shoffley. Uh, other names of note, you got Paul Casey, four off the lead at minus nine. Then it jumps to Cantlay at minus seven, uh, a group at minus six, including Patrick Reed. Adam Scott, the lone golfer, at minus five. Rahm and Finau at four. Uh, and it trickles down some of the other bigger names of note. Uh, Fowler is at even Rose is at even. Dustin Johnson, a very disappointing first two days for him. Uh, he is at plus two. There's only 30 in the field. There is no cut. Glover, is, as Kevin mentioned, is in 30th right now at plus eight. But what a trio at the top. Kepka, Thomas, McElroy. Um, is there anybody not from those three that's going to win this, Kevin? My bet would be it's one of those three. Yeah, it's one of those three. Right? How yeah. about Shoffley? You know, here's my thing. I was just thinking about Shoffley, right? And I, for Xander Shoffley, um, I'm thinking he's looking at 15 million. Like he's <laughs> yeah. had no, he's had a, a a great early success in his career, but I mean, if, at this stage, if he could bank a 15 million dollar annuity, mm-hmm. boom, it puts him on another level. Oh True. yeah, right. Yeah. So for the other the other three guys, I mean, I'm not saying it's not something, but they yeah. make 15 million. Off the course. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like in, in endorsements, appearances, and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I think they're trying to win, though. You know what I mean? I, I know you think about that. I mean, it yeah. may enter your mind, but he's he's got stones, and he plays. He, I, yeah. I, I like watching him play a lot. That's he'll be. Sure. If, it, he'll be. It, I think he's got to stay in position today. Tomorrow is, what, like, I, I just remember watching what he did at Kapalua, the final round, where he was three back of Gary Woodland. Woodland went out and shot. Five under par with a three shot lead and lost because Xander Shoffley shot a 62. Yeah. Yeah, in the group in front of him. And so the kids got it. Kids got it. It's kind of a neat story, too. His father's his coach. 
the swing coach. His father was not a, a golfer, no. pro golfer, whatever. But you know, his father was a, a an athlete, and I was honestly track and field. Um, but you know, his father's out there coaching him, and uh, you know, he's he's got you know he's he's, he's actually good. more stone cold than Kepka is, believe it or not. Yeah, he, he's a he's, yeah. a, he's a good, he's going to win a major. He's tough. He doesn't that yeah. kid is he handles pressure. He's fun to watch. Player. Fun to yeah. watch. But I just I just think. Um, I think it's going to be Thomas or Kepka. Yep. One of those two. 738 here on T to Green. Brian Colesiel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Minas. We're at the links at Ivy Ridge. Players out here on the uh, first tee area and the putting green. Uh, we've been tweeting out some pictures. Kevin, Jeff, and I have this morning. Check out uh, just the beautiful setting here at the links at Ivy Ridge in Akron. Uh, we mentioned the leaderboard. One player of note that I want to bring up next, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, he's tied for 20th, minus one. Not really in contention at the moment, but DeChambeau has been the headliner for what has been a continuing discussion on pace of play over the last few months or so on the PGA Tour. We've talked about it quite a bit here on Tee to Green. But uh, interesting this week, a Golf Digest writer followed DeChambeau around for the, f- uh, the course for all 18 holes and put a stopwatch on every single one of his shots and but he, he was happy to have that assignment. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bob, it's your editor calling. I got That's an assignment right. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Get your stopwatch right. Yes. Yeah. So he was put on the clock for every single one because DeChambeau's point after he got ripped for taking two and a half minutes basically to go over a 15-foot putt was that, well, I'm quicker in between shots and I walk faster and that, that should allow me more time. He does walk faster than most. I will. Yeah. He, he is correct in that. So they went. So the Golf Digest article went through and timed him. And it says that he played with Chev Zrivi in the opening round, who of note is a quicker player. See his ace yesterday? Yeah, he had a great round, 64 yesterday. Uh, Zrivi did. DeChambeau played his tee box shots after it was his turn, after Zrivi had hit, somewhere in the 25 to 30 second reigns from the time when he put the ball in the ground from the time that contact was made with the ball. That's fine. So that seems fine. Average over 18 holes, 31.5 seconds. Fine. Revy, who's a faster player, 27.5. But, but is, but is right, so there are a lot of factors there. That's his tee shots. That's four seconds. Yep. Like, all, all right. right, we are splitting here. Let, let me give you the rest that you can comment on. The approach shots, uh, DeChambeau, a lot of times was the second player to hit because he was longer than Revy, um, was an average of 44 seconds in the fairway. Um, now, around the green, this is maybe where it did go up. From 50 yards and in, it went up to 40 second second, 47 seconds. Uh, and then around the green, it averaged around 50 seconds. But he had some times where he approached a minute and a half before he would stand up over putts. So that's kind of the breakdown. I mean, there's, there's so much data in this article. I'm not going to read every single piece. but So it obviously increased as he got closer to the green, I guess, is the that's, trend. That's a, not a shock for any yes. golfer no. to me. And those numbers don't sound ridiculous at all. But it, I, and I, it's The not bar factory. is 40 seconds, though. Right, Jeff, yeah, that's the, officially the bar yeah, is but 40 that's seconds. A slow bar, but, okay, but what that's would you 40. want it to be? If you were, if you were I mean, approached to make the tour rules here, what, what, what would you say? I'd put a 25-second shot clock on him. You, know, you think 20? Yeah, it's plenty. It's almost a half a minute to hit a shot. I, I don't think what that's not factoring is, well, is he ready to hit when it's his turn? That's is he true. walking up to the it's green? It's when he addresses the ball. Right. Did He's he got time in between to yes. do all this. Did he, he march 75 yards up to the green to look at the pin and then pace it off himself and come back? And then once he goes through his routine, it might be faster. Right. But it's the stuff in between, I think, that's slowing him down. Yeah, I think, I take, I, you know, if he, if he is standing behind a putt, 
you know, he takes a long time to line up his putt. Like, is that standing over the putt a minute and a half? Because that would be a long time to stand over a putt to stroke a ball. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to me it's the, the, hey, you know, all right, it's my turn. I'm going to wait now to go to the other side of the cup right. and walk around. I'm going to walk around the other side again. I mean, listen, they have a lot at stake here. Um, but those times don't sound ridiculous. Jeff's point is spot on. It's okay. While you're second to hit, while Ches Reeby's hitting his approach shot, um, you know, you, you're looking in the book. You already know the distance. You should know, right? You should have an idea. Okay, it's going to be a seven or an eight. Yeah. And then you get up there like, ah, what do you think, uh, the wind? Okay, let's go with the seven. Boom. You know, and then guys get called off, or you know, they go have to start the routine. Yeah, or fan, if they got rabbit ears or but whatever. This is, yeah, there's gallery there. movement yep. that that yeah. throws guys off. Yeah. But based, I mean, going based to what we talk about for the foursome that's going out to play this weekend here too. There's so many things, Jeff. If, when it's not your turn, that you can do to help improve pace of play. Oh, when it's not your turn, people would be just going insane behind you if it was a <laughs> minute and a half to hit a pod and stuff while they're waiting in the fairways. Yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday night. <laughs> I'm gonna yell that for saying this, but I'm gonna say it. Wednesday night in our league. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was getting texts from the guy two groups behind me because there were two holes, but two the group behind us were two holes behind. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. It only takes one person. Uh, it was ridiculous. I, it, you know, and you're supposed to, it, it, you know, if you're behind a hole, you're supposed to have the hole and get back in position. Mm. So the final group teed off at 5.50 p.m. What time did they finish? Nine holes. What time do you think they finished? 5.50 p.m. 5.50, 6.50. They should be done by. Is this a nine-hole thing, right? Nine-hole. 7.45. I know they didn't. Even if it's, <laughs> Even if it's. 215 or 220, I mean, should be done by 8. I'm sorry, yeah. 805-ish? Yeah, yeah, by 8. It's dark at 830. Yeah, yeah. that's what time I saw uh, the guy who was in the final group walk in for a beer. Oof. Yeah. So that's almost three hours for nine holes. Oof. That's tough. It was, br- you know, I was just thanked. I was thanked. I'm like, thank God I wasn't behind them. Yeah. 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 In that group, yeah. And as a golf administrator, it's tough to <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you know. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's on. It's on the players. That's right. You know. And then what do you do is if you're playing in that group? You know, I say, guys, come on, we got to move faster. I guess you have to, right? But then you're getting into adversarial situation, right? It's supposed to be a friendly. Thing. Sometimes it's a lost ball situation, or it's a tough day for someone, and I yeah. you can understand that, but you still got to keep moving. Yep. Yeah. I just I, like. I just don't like. Who enjoys playing slow? Yep. Like. I know. Yeah, people just, run. But here's the thing. People don't know that they are slow. That's the thing. It's awareness. They, oh, it's, I'm pretty sure these guys know they're slow. <laughs> yeah, but if you say something. Brian, if you don't see Kevin, two, two groups, two holes you ahead know, of you, you're you, slow. You know because, because we've been in conversations. People are more insulted if you say they're slow than if, oh, you yeah. stunk at golf today. We, people are more insulted by that. Oh, yeah. We had the Michelob Ultra winners out there yesterday. Ken, uh, Scott, and Chris, great guys, by the way. Um, and we played at Fox Valley. So we were one shot out of position, and I let the group behind us through. There were three. So I, I, I first I apologize. Sorry, guys. I know we're one shot out of position, meaning the group ahead of us was on the green. We just teed off. We should be waiting to hit our approach shots. Well, the, yeah. the, the famous saying is that you go to talk to a group. Hey, it's you guys. It's a little slow out here today. Hey, no, it isn't. We haven't waited all day. No kidding. <laughs> we all. That's why it's slow. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should. You should 
maybe uh, like how long should you be waiting to hit your next shot? Well, I mean, I'm just, talking in position, meaning all right, the group just took took off after hitting their approaches. You should be teeing off. Yeah, right. Yeah, just it, it's hard to put a number on it, but yeah, you yeah. just keep up with the group in front of you. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't be standing in the fairway, hands on hips, waiting to hit your approach shot. But you should be if, ready. Okay, they've cleared. They're off the green in their cards, moving. Okay, now we can hit. If it's That's a par right. four and they're on the green and you're on the tee, you're behind. All right, before we go to break here, our absolute care check of the PGA Champions Tour report brought to you by Absolute Care, affordable adult-assisted living. This week, the Champions Tour players are playing in the Boeing Classic, and Fred Funk is your leader through one round, minus eight. Fred Couples, who had a good week last week down at Endicott, uh, he finished second last week at the Dick Sporting Goods Open. Couples, one off the lead, maybe trying to go second place, first place this week. So Couples back playing, and Bernhard Longer, two off the lead. Weird. Always involved. That's right. There's your look at our Absolute Care Champions Tour report. Okay, when we come back from the links at Ivy Ridge, we'll get Jeff's Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. There's some fescue here at the links at Ivy Ridge. We'll talk about how to hit a shot out of the fescue. Also, what does Tiger do on the driving range before his tournament rounds? And Phil Mickelson with another couple of great posts this week on social media. We'll try to squeeze all that in here. One more segment to go on TD Green. With Kevin Sylvester and PGA Pro Jeff Metis, I'm Brian Colziel, Derek Kramer, producing back in Ramhurst Studios. Thanks for listening to T to Green. Back with more right after this. Listen up, golfers. Here comes the Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. Back here on Tee to Green, live at the Lynx at Ivy Ridge. It is time for our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. Since we're at Ivy Ridge, there's some fescue grass you might end up with here. And we welcome you back, Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Jeff, I know Kevin and I would never end up in the fescue, but for maybe others that would. Yes. <laughs> uh how do you handle hitting out of the fescue? You're seeing your ball. Let's just say it's not, you know, obviously the lie might determine it. But let's just say we'll say it's a hittable lie. Mm -hmm. But that grass is going to catch your, your back swing and your swing coming in. Like, what are some of the things to think about? Um, first of all, loft. You want to have more loft than you might imagine. So if you're thinking it's a 9-iron, take a pitching wedge. So you want to have more loft. That helps get the ball ejected out of that tall grass quicker. And the hosel will tend to get grabbed by the... Um, by the grass so i actually will squeeze a little tighter with my left hand there and try to make sure that that club head doesn't flip close because that's what causes the bad shot so that hosel gets grabbed by the grass that blade closes and that sh club face shuts right down and that ball stays in the in the junk this stuff is i don't know if it's actually fescue it's fescue type grass it's actually native grasses here i think it's fescue over in in the, in the aisles or whatever mm -hmm. it's a little more wispy yeah so make sure you have enough loft and and work on i i like to open the blade even a little bit more because it does tend to close and that's where the bad shot comes from when you get it to shut down the hosel and you keep it in there you got to get it out first shot get it out of the get it out of the stuff take your medicine Move it down. Make your par with a wedge or something like that. You know, don't try to hit a hero shot out of there. I've seen guys take hybrid and three woods in there. I can get a three wood on it. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, that's and the other thing is steeper. Go. I'm sorry, you get yeah. steeper. You don't. You don't want to have a nice. I talk about shallow paths for most of the time. This is where you want to have that club coming down onto that golf ball so it doesn't get wrapped up with as much grass. So you want some the least amount yeah. coming in of, yeah. of grass that you can grab, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want a wide shallow path into the ball. You, that's why you take a shorter club with more loft. You'll actually come in a little 
little steeper. Move it back in your stance a little bit, a lot of things to help hit the ball first. And this is where you can take a minute and a half because you should look at your options, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes forward's not always the best option. Nope. Sideways or maybe even whatever the, the – I always look at it, all right, what can I get the club on and what's my – clearest path to get out of trouble here and you can't hit it as far as you think all the time out of it you, uh, you right. plan on it coming up a lot shorter i get it back in play it's the you know take your medicine type of thing but try not to let that blade shut down on you and take more loft but i mean that, that's thing i think that's great advice about the taking less club taking your medicine like most of the time it probably is going to occur you hit your drive into it and you might not be able to reach the green here but <laughs> Put yourself in a spot where you can still, if you're trying to go for a par, keep par and play here. Put it back in a spot where your third shot allows you to maybe have that par putt that you can, or, you know, whatever your goal is on the hole. Exactly. Keep par and play. And yeah. a, you, they, you can't hit a 7-iron out of this stuff. I don't care who you are. You're not hitting a 7-iron out of this tall, long grass. It's it's hard to do. Unless you had that blade wide open and you had a great lie. That's right. All right, a few minutes left here from the links at Ivy Ridge on TD Green. Good advice there with our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. If you want to find out any information about getting yourself into the game, your son, your daughter, your dad, anybody, your mom, anybody, go ahead and check out all the information, wnypga.com. They've got events, things you can sign up for, clinics, lessons, everything is at that website. Yeah, a lot of people are still taking lessons. That, you know, there's still a lot of golf season left. You know, we're going to be playing through November here. Absolutely. Tiger Woods. Amen to that. That's right. Way. Talking <laughs> this week about practice routines before he plays in a tournament and said that one of his things he talks about in the uh, episode of his My Game show that was on, that how he doesn't really beat balls at tour events. Like He doesn't go to the range and just hit balls, hit balls, hit balls, hit balls. He said, I'm saving, I'm saving my you know grinding shots for the tournament when I'm really focusing my best. But one thing he did say that I thought was pretty cool – is that he said he tries to at least hit all the different kinds of shots the before his tournament. So he has, he says, it's the tic-tac-toe board. Mm-hmm. The nine, if you can picture it, everybody can picture, I'm sure, a tic-tac-toe board. He says, I try to go through and basically play tic-tac-toe with myself and say, okay, I'm going to hit this shot. I'm trying to hit it center. You know, okay, I hit it. Now I'm going to try and go right corner. Now I'm going to try and go upper left corner and try to make tic-tac-toe, and essentially then he tries to fill in all the shots at some point. But, I mean, you can have fun with it that way if you want to have a little game for yourself on the range. But I think that's kind of a cool idea. Instead of going there and saying, I'm just going to smash my driver 100 times, give yourself a visual tic-tac-toe board and try to see what you can fill in. I know a lot of players that do that. And when he's hitting that right low one, it's a low hook. And then it's a medium height hook. And then it's a high hook. And then there's a straight high, straight bullet, straight low, fade. So that and when you can do that, you know your swings on playing imbalance. If you can't hit all those shots, there's something something amiss in your swing where you can't, you know, hit the fade or you can't hit the draw. So that's what's good about that. And it gives you, you know, you're gonna be on the golf course, you're gonna have to hit all these shots. So it is a great way to warm up. I know a ton of people that emulate that. He's been doing that for a long, long time. Yeah. Speaking of Tiger, he appeared on one of the latest fireside fill chats. <laughs> on his social media thing. Sort Although, of. sort of. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Tiger appeared on the tablet <laughs> with a couple of different phrases, and Phil talked with them about their matchups one-on-one. Hilarious. 
Uh, I'll retweet it right now if you didn't see it, but it's just <laughs> hilarious. Phil talking with his guest, Tiger, who's on a tablet. Yeah, just a picture of him on just the Just a iPad. picture of Tiger. He's got a picture of Tiger smiling and then a picture of Tiger <laughs> like, grumpy, swiping, the photo. swiping the photo back and forth. I mean, these things are just, they're so Phil great. Is, Phil is good. They're really, really good. He's only been on a year on Twitter. I know. Right? Yeah, his he, latest tweet yesterday, there's a picture of him poolside, also with his shirt off, tell you what. holding a bottle of wine. And he said, I'd love to be competing at East Lake right now, but I'm sipping wine from, ni- from a, ni- a 1985 bottle here poolside, working on my tan and spending time on social media. It isn't also another bad way to spend the week either. I mean, he just yeah. he, he gets it. He's it's, in shape now. He Whoa. is. And he's Pe- funny. People yeah. are replying to him on Twitter like, hey, how come Phil won't respond to me? And he's something like, he's like, I don't know why, but he responds. You know, like it's he's <laughs> clever with it, too. Did you see the video the guy uh, sent him? Hey, you made my daughter stay. The little, little girl I gave the ball to. It's like, hey, yeah. I remember her. Uh, I actually retweeted and just said, you know what? The cool. I watched it five times, and it took me the fifth time to notice the like sixty-eight-year-old guy who reaches out to get a five from him, and just just kind of like, well, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> so the little girl's jumping up and down. I'm like, that guy was jumping up and down inside, like <laughs> Phil Mickelson giving him a five. You know, that's right. <laughs> hey, before we say goodbye here, Kevin, next week's show. If you're a T to Green Club member, you're going to want to listen to, and if you're not, you better sign up. Yeah, if you're not, like. I don't understand why it wouldn't be. It's free. If you're a golfer, yeah. Yeah, tdgreen.golf. All right, that's where you go, tdgreen.golf. What are we giving away next week? Uh, we're giving away a Callaway stand bag awesome. from Michelob Ultra. So it's got Michelob Ultra's logo on it. Uh, it's uh, another big giveaway. But listen, uh, next week's our final show, but for TD Green members and for everybody, like we're going to have a show each week in the off season. Uh, the newsletter podcast, will yeah, newsletter will continue. Um, we didn't get one out this week, but that's my fault, so my apologies there. But anyway, uh, we're going year-round with TD Green, um, just in the digital form. Right. So, And I know plenty of guys want to win that golf bag. That's so. right. So yeah, We gave a lot of nice stuff away this oh, year. We're giving away that next great week. Great stuff. Uh, thanks to our friends at Mick Ultra and some other uh, corporate partners. That's right. All right, that puts a wrap on our show here from the links at Ivy Ridge. I want to thank Jim and everybody here for the warm hospitality. And those peanut butter cookies, Kev. <coughs> Plural. <laughs> Plural. Yeah. No, I had one. But you will have another one on the way out. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a long ride home. So, uh, so, uh, so will I. That's right. <laughs> Thanks to everybody for listening. Yeah, next week's our last show on WGR. We'll have our T to Green Club giveaway. Make sure you sign up, Golf. Jeff, enjoy your week at Glen Oak. Looking forward to it. Great day. That's right. Great weather. Enjoy your round this weekend uh, as we get here to the last week of August. Hope you get yourself around it. Thanks for being with us. Derek Kramer, thank you for your work back in our Amherst studios. For Kevin Sylvester and PJ Pro, Jeff Metis, I'm Brian Colziel. I'll tweet out the entire show. It'll also be up on our on-demand audio section at WGR550.com. From Ivy Ridge, we say goodbye. We'll talk to you next week right here on T to Green. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.